Hello and welcome back to the Handstand Cast with me, your degenerate host, Emmett Lewis, and my glorious co-host, Mikael Christiansen. How are things going, Mikael? Um, you should be very well seeing how things are going. I am suffering right here, am I not? I know. So this episode, Mikael is working on his dragon, I suppose. It's not a dragon. The Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton. Sorry. The king of the dinosaurs. Terrible lizards. Uh, yeah, thing. So this episode will feature hopefully some origami ASMR, mm-hmm. and if you like it, we're willing to just to quit everything and just make an ASMR channel. Yeah, this is like a yeah. Turn turn this into an origami podcast. Um, no, we can just leave it in the background. Just have the origami kind of folding, crinkling noise as the. Yeah, I hope it's not too loud. Maybe some people are going to be insanely frustrated by the by the sound if it even makes it. Very yeah. much onto the cast. I'll try to keep it as subtle as possible. What we're going to do actually is: has anyone seen these ear mics that uh, certain types of Twitch streamers <laughs> have, where it's like a set of ears that they speak into and dark. do other dark things? So we're just going to start. We should do that. We should get like one of those mics, and we can both like stand at either side, so we're talking straight into your brain. Mm. And be- then, like, yeah. So as, as some of those streamers did, like farting into the mic and stuff. I remember when I saw, like, when I read about that, I fucking died laughing. <laughs> that yeah, thing. That was um. grim. <laughs> it's like, we're truly just like, as people know, we're in the Kali Yuga. We're literally in the end times. <laughs> it's glorious that people can make money doing this stuff. And I really, I really like, you know, the hustle culture, alpha, sigma, gamma, omega male in me is like, yeah, capitalism make money off licking microphones. And the realist in me is like, okay, <laughs> we're <laughs> suffering. Uh, so I suppose we should get in a new talking about handstands because yeah. let's face it, staring at the floor is possibly a good solution for dealing with the Kali Yuga. Yeah, it, it might certainly be. Um, I think uh, at least it prepares you for frustration. Frustration when your shops are running out of supplies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so our topic today on handstands is... Joe Rogan and why doesn't he handstand? Yeah, maybe we need yeah. to get Joe Rogan on our podcast and tell him how to handstand. I oh, probably charges a fortune. I don't think we can afford that. <laughs> hey Joe, probably like yeah, yeah, definitely listening for for like topic advice. I'm sure. Yeah, I've actually never listened to him. Like I've just seen things about him constantly. Yeah, but, um, th- Alex Jones on the other hand. Yeah, um, he'll do it for free. But <laughs> I don't think we can handle Alex being cancelled and just like go blah, 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 gay frogs and stuff. Yeah, um, that's the kind of thing with Joe Rogan. In fairness, he gets good guests on. Obviously, he's a bit off the deep end lately. But uh, when you like a guest, and I recommend the Paul Stamets episode, the guy who talked about mushrooms and growing mushrooms and all the cool things mushrooms can do. That episode is awesome. Paul Stamets mm-hmm. is awesome. I recommend it. A few other episodes are pretty good, but that was definitely one of the ones. But then. Yeah, as we know, it's a bit, it's a bit too much sometimes. <laughs> anyway, before yeah, we get we this, ha- we have the topic that is not uh, other people talking about things. We're just going to do a podcast about podcasts. We're going to be meta. Yeah. Then we'll do the next one: podcasts about podcasts about podcasts. Yeah, Re- real yeah. Going, going off the deep end here as well. So our topic today is it's more of a phrase when it just doesn't work. Yeah. I think it's kind of something, once you've been in this game long enough, or even at the start as well, I suppose, things just don't work sometimes. And yeah. it can be for different reasons. And like it, it's one of these things that just conjures a lot of kind of things. There's like 
a lot of reasons why it may not work. And I suppose we're going to try and talk about some of them. We probably won't be able to cover all the reasons why it's not working. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's impossible. It's definitely one of these things that like it's recurring for everyone. Yeah, just, it's literally. Like, yeah, it's, it's. I think that's like the first thing that has to be said about it. It's like because I I, I think a lot of people. I even got like a message about it the, the other day. It's like, yeah, but how how often do you fall from a two arm handstand if you're La, 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 la. It's like, of course, I can fall from a two-hour man's time if I'm not if I'm not focused. Obviously, someone my level is is not go- or like someone who's pretty good at maths is not going to fail. Let's say at, at five plus five. And to you me, you would be surprised on that one. Actually, having done <laughs> maths in university, mm. there was one recurring feature of everyone who was very good at maths. They could not do simple calcul- calculations. Incredibly good at logic, all the kind of maths kind of stuff, but. Yeah, ask them to do twelve and a half percent of something, and just be like mm, calculator. Give me Mathematica. I need to. I need a computer to work this out. I was like, here's a differential equation. Solve this in a tensor field. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah. So uh, I have no idea what any of the words you just said uh, means, yeah. but I, 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 I will take for granted that. Uh, that they have something to do with actual mathematics and was not just things you came up with in the moment. It's just, uh, they're literally just words I invented and I'm just hoping that no one else does maths and is listening to this podcast. Goes, we, let, yeah. Let's go for that one. I use my big brain words. I read them once on the internet and they make me sound smart. Ka-ching. Yeah, we know how this rolls. We all know, we're all guilty of it. <laughs> or at least I am. Anyway, so when it doesn't work, like it's always one of these things is like, first it's like, I suppose there's two kind of ways of it not working. Sometimes like we could look at a small level, like the exercise you're doing just doesn't work. Or we can look at a kind of bigger level, like your training session is just not working. Or Or your programming doesn't work. Yeah, your programming doesn't work. Or it's kind of like you'll go to an even longer phase where like things that you could do have just gone to shit and are just not working. And that's kind of, there's, you know, there's those three levels, I suppose. And it's like, well, they have different solutions or different ways to think about them i suppose starting with the exercise thing is like it's the common one with beginners a lot of the time it's like we need a certain rate of failure in our training but we have to be clear about what we're doing because like to learn something you have to have some kind of success and you have to have some kind of understanding of what you're doing Mm. and this kind of gets beginners and sort of intermediates a bit more when they're trying something it's just a bit too hard and the failure rate is just you know it's just happening but there's kind of that sense of frustration starts building because it's you can fail in the wrong way and you can fail in the right way as i would term it that you can you can like be failing but you can feel like okay i'm i'm beginning to understand that with each failure it's like iteration i'm getting closer to what i'm doing and it's not working but i can feel something's about to happen yeah and that's you know it's very subjective and this could go on like you know, I've known students who are like grinding away at say kickups, and it just wasn't it wasn't working. But they were just like, no, I can. It's it's there. We just need to keep going. And thing where I'm like, okay, maybe we need to regress things. But they they it's that iteration that like failing. You know, shooting for a target, you're missing the target all around, but your shots are getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of good. Like we need this in our training at certain points and you know, at various stages. But then there's sometimes when you're just, you're failing and you haven't got that feeling of like iteration. Whereas like this is, you know, it's it's just constant failing for the same reason. Yeah, you, you can also have like, the, I think one thing is like, 
even if you're working on things that are too hard or like you're just like not getting anywhere with it sometimes that can even be fine if you're like if you have fun or there is other things about what you're doing that you are enjoying but then like i think that one of the main problems obviously with failure is that like once that goes too far and it starts kind of getting to you that's that's where we need to to be to be careful and more sensible and like there there is no like no one is immune to frustration no one like no one is immune to like everyone has their triggers everyone has their stuff that like gets them and like just depending on the day depending on your mood depending on all these kind of things that is like even extremely hard to just know exactly like okay you can come in and like you can feel great and feel ready and all that and then like some days it just gets to you and you get like like fucking annoyed by yeah. something that like the other day wouldn't even bother you uh so it, it can be very random when it's sort of like um gets you down in a sense uh and yeah. i think that sometimes like you um that's almost a bigger deal than like okay i managed i did not uh because you can have kind of a good time and like be in, be in the zone and just play around and like ha yeah like have uh, be have a positive learning experience even though you're literally falling out of everything yeah uh, while you can have like a really negative and frustrating ne uh, learning experience and then again you can even have that when you're doing quite well as well yeah uh, so it's it's very important to just kind of identify like like what are you doing right now are you just like spinning your wheels being frustrated at the same thing that um that you fail that because you have like you have like a bad relationship with that kind of move or stuff like that because it like things things get personal sometimes and that's fine <laughs> like it's 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 normal and the the longer you've been doing things and stuff that like it can get um it can get to you on a deeper level i remember like I was training with this girl when I was in in Tada um, some months ago, and whenever she was training well, she was training diverse things and varying. But she had like an obsession with head in handstand, and whenever like it was funny because if you had like a bad day, it was just like okay, I'm just gonna do head in handstand. I'm gonna fucking make it work, and it didn't work. Of course, <laughs> she got like, increasingly frustrated with each with each attempt. So. Uh, and I know how that is. I've been there many times. And like <laughs> again, this this is kind of, like, kind of like that type of zone is somewhere where you will kind of revisit when when you're like when your energies are low or when you're just like a bit tired or frustrated. Like like your 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 level of judgment goes down, and you you might end up doing like the same stupid mistakes you did seven years ago. Like it's it's normal. But yeah. like we 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 need to try to. To at least limit the the degree that uh, can impact basically our practice, I think. Yeah, I think like looking at say exercises and training program, you might say have I don't know three or four sets of this or fifteen reps of this or something like that, and you want to have fifteen successful reps. This is the kind of thing that can mess a lot of people up when it's like, oh, I need to have fifteen successful reps of this, and it's just not working, and then suddenly what should have been like a 10 or 15 minute training block part of your session suddenly starts expanding and the frustration to get the success because we measure our value by success just builds out and you build like i think what michael you've called this the fatigue loop yes <laughs> where you're just like oh you burnt all your energy so you have like 40 minutes of good energy for your training session you know and then you yeah you burn 30 minutes of that on like 
what should have been, you know, one third of the day's training. And then you have nothing left for it. Yeah. So I think like, yeah, it's that thing of like knowing, knowing when to quit and like having a limit on your attempts or a limit on the time you will spend on something Mm. is very useful on this. Like just going, you know, sometimes there's just a freedom and acceptance when you're just like, I'm just, it's just not working. Yeah. I'm just going to stop it. Yeah, but that's like you saw me train. Like I was, I was practicing air flares outside here today, and yeah. like a couple of them were good. But then I started like I just couldn't concentrate. Like it was a bit windy. It was a bit like I I just didn't feel it at one point. And like several years ago, I would have kept on going with that session for like an hour. <laughs> but I said, like, okay, now now this isn't working. So I'm going to stop because I'm not getting anything done here. And if I continue, because I started feeling okay, now I'm on the way to getting frustrated. Not because I did bad, but because like. Um, I'm I'm just I just feel that zone coming for whatever reason. Okay, just fuck it, forget about it. Yeah. Uh, I there there is another day for this. Leave it alone. And I think uh, for certain things like because we again we get our triggers, we get our kind of things that uh, might upset us more than other things. Um, and yeah, being aware what those are and uh not like kind of obsessing way too much over that i think can be like a very good way to to in general get a healthier relationship with with the practice and i'm sure many of you who can relate uh, or like many who are listening can relate but like hand balancing i think is also it is notorious for like quite unhealthy levels of obsession and <laughs> like unhealthy practice not like necessarily physically but just like the the insane level of like i must do this like oh and if it doesn't work you get like mega annoyed and stuff i i've seen in, including myself i've been <laughs> an idiot with that for many years yeah. and like as i said like still if i get run down i'll do the same mistakes because that's part of my personality uh but like i see so many kind of just like end up uh running their same loops their same kind of uh bad judgments as they get get annoyed and frustrated and then like it just becomes this like really hard to break out of sort of loop yeah and uh yeah being being very conscious of what's about what's going on there and yeah like that that's also why i'm very um like the entire kind of never give up sentiment annoys me a lot because like yeah sometimes like the exactly what you need to do is give up yeah yeah a hundred percent what you need to do is give the fuck up and go home because like you 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 you're not gonna get there today yeah you're just going to annoy yourself you're also like like you 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 will probably leave the session frustrated and you want desperately to do this again tomorrow to make it work yeah but like if you spend like 60 extra minutes on that thing then you're going to be wrecked for tomorrow as well but you're frustrated you're going to come in there and you're going to try yeah and that there there we have like the omega uh, fatigue loop in all its glory because you're going to go and go and go and <laughs> nothing's going to happen Rich. yeah i think uh yeah it's kind of interesting actually just from watching you train over like as long as i kind of known you in as intimate detail as i know you from the last whatever Oh, we've been working together five, six years now. Something like that. Yeah, the last five, six years, I've kind of known Mikhail in much better. I've been around much more. You've gotten much better at, like, handling your own frustration. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, it's kind of, I have an unofficial, what I call the Mikhail Christiansen Norwegian swearing scale <laughs> of, like, when you see, like, today was a great example of it. Like, you were doing the air flares. I was outside sitting with the dog and hanging out watching. And, yeah, so then you were doing the air flares and it stopped working or wasn't doing what you wanted to do 
Then you had one swearing outburst of six words in Norwegian swearing. So it was a level six on our scale of Mikael swearing. <laughs> but you only had one of them. Yeah. So you can kind of do the swearing scale, the Norwegian Javla Hell, Satan, Das, something, something. <laughs> I'm learning Norwegian swearing from you. It's great. But uh, yeah, so then you had that. But then you like tapped out. And it's kind of interesting because like five years ago, you would not have tapped out. No, no, no. No, you would have kept banging your head. I've seen you do this multiple times. And yeah. It would have just been like every set would have just been like, yeah, more and more Norwegian swearing till mm. we'd hit like critical mass and I can speak Norwegian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it is kind of interesting that we can, frustration is something we can learn to deal with as well and build strategies and give permissions and allowances to ourselves to kind of, you know, it's that kind of thing of like to be weak or, you know, it's not even to be weak. That's the thing. It's just like to allow yourself to say, okay, I've done enough of this exercise. And also as we can kind of straight into it, like sometimes you just have to know when to like quit the training session for the day. Yeah. Like there is kind of things like, you know, we can rate the training session. Like it could be, say you're working on skill and precision work. You're trying to balance a one arm, you're trying to balance a two arm, you're trying to do transitions on two arms or something like this. And it's just not working. But you might feel like really bodily fresh. You've been checking your HRV and, you know, you're eating well and you're sleeping well. And you're just like, okay, I'm physically prepared, but like my balance system is off, my precision is off, something's off. And then like, that's kind of one when you can start adjusting your training session and be like, okay, I'll go back to the wall. I'll do some conditioning. I'll do do something that like I know I can do and I'll be able to have a higher rate of success and I'll just adjust my plan. Mm. And that's kind of useful to be able to do on the fly. Obviously it takes some experience and it kind of takes a vocabulary of exercises to be able to do that. Yeah, but mm. I, 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 think, I think that is like, a, like I think that's the kind of the default setting for many people it's just like okay i can't do the hard so i'm going to do the easier and i think that's, yeah that, that's, you'd be surprised <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but it, it is a good strategy uh, but at the same time i i do think that like giving yourself the uh, option of also just tapping out without doing yeah. anything um is is undervalued in in the sense that uh again you 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 might actually just be taking energy uh, or you you might yeah. be basically draining tomorrow's session, uh, and and that that's something I think is is important to kind of like consider when when you're doing that. Like because yeah. again, many people that train this train it very often and have a high frequency of training, and if you want that frequency to 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 have consistency in it, then like burning yourself out with eight extra sets of whatever conditioning to feel good about yourself. Uh, I think that is that that is where one needs to be careful because it very easily becomes the thing because like okay so you do handstands likelihood that you're a training junkie is high uh, <laughs> so you're going to want to feel that you did something aka feeling like kind of physically exerted in whatever um, way that uh, is so you're going to go in there and you're going to to push those uh, yeah whatever let's say you just okay i'm just going to do endurance because the endurance will be good for me but will it now be good for you since you're going to train tomorrow like yeah. maybe you pushed it really hard and then like it wasn't actually good for you because you were wrecked tomorrow and then you didn't get to do the things then either you get even a bit more frustrated and you build the loop and like at least for me i've done that so many times and it is yeah. such a such an unnecessary thing where like you, you just get too attached you get too like it, it means too much 
it means like yeah or or it becomes kind of your dopamine kick and you want to reach it but then you can't and then you try again and you never you catch just, the dragon yeah exactly it's, yeah literally that so i think that's where it's really important to to have alternate strategies and like it's it's not defeat to tap out and just say fuck this so i'm just gonna go home yeah i think it's one of those things like it is that kind of the punishment mentality you see this in like fitness it's a very toxic element of fitness training it's like oh i must punish myself for my fun i had a mars bar yesterday now i must go do punishment cardio yes, of 300 calories yeah and it is that kind of thing like when you have a training plan that's set out over a month or two and you have a training week within that and then you got know like okay it's thursday tomorrow i'm going to do my conditioning work on my endurance work and then there's no point like altering the flavor of the plan Mm. to go like okay i'm just going to do eight sets of chest to wall and max out my hold times and that's the kind of danger of building the fatigue loop when it's like oh i'll just double the amount of weekly conditioning or weekly kind of strength work whereas it still has to be like if you're going for like a technically precise balance orientated session where i'm like not not working on like max hold times and working on precision that what you choose when you alter the session is in that flavor and it's not just like okay i'll just go do max presses till i'm wrecked yeah that is very important in terms of adjusting sessions like oh you know the same we can think of weight training is like okay weight training i was doing sets of five and i wanted to do 60 kilos it wasn't working so i'll do 45 kilos okay that's working for sets of five i'm still fresh for the next session it's not like okay 60 kilos doesn't work so i'll just do loads of drop sets mm. and just wreck myself that way because there is that yeah that kind of want the sensation of doing something or want the like oh let's tire myself out yeah and that's yeah. kind of it. it's and it's like it it makes sense in the moment because you 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 have the feeling of exertion uh but um like does it actually do anything in the context you're doing that and that is that is like uh, where hand balancing of course is even harder than regular weighted training and stuff like this because you you have all these elements that you need to work on in terms of technique and precision and so on and you might have done some good precision work actually too so yeah. it's 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 a tricky one to to make any like specific rule sets that will always apply to yeah uh, since it's such a um, there are so many facets and so many like details in it but i definitely think that in general for many people that do this just knowing the the tendencies of training that people that do this have uh i think the the tapping out option should be one that is at least used a little bit more often yeah um, yeah it's um and and also like in terms of if we were thinking of uh like if you, if you just go all the way back to kind of the the simplest way of it doesn't work like i'm in handstand i'm gonna do something and i feel it's kind of off and i'm gonna try anyway yeah uh, or i fell from my first two kickups i'm going to try again this is also one where it's like it's very common to just like particularly among beginners to just keep kicking up keep keep, keep kicking up and like you can just see with like the experience that I just see is okay. This person is going to spend loads of energy now just trying to kick up, and they're not going to get anything done because, like, yeah. brain is not in the right place. They're getting more and more tired, but with each each attempt, so like, it doesn't actually contribute very much in the context either. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Tap out, tap out, and get out is always a good one. So I suppose the next kind of thing is like, you know, when it doesn't work 
over say three or four training sessions is kind of an interesting one so it's like you're having a week of training and it's just not working that whole week is off then it's kind of like that's when you begin to need to start looking not at what's in you can look at what's in your training session but if the training plan is um, optimized for your ability level let's call it that or it's kind of good enough good enough yeah it's not it's not like at some you know i'm gonna do some pro hand balancers training routine for three hours and i've not spent years working up to that kind of volume but let's just say you have a sensible training plan for your level and then it's just not working and that's when you need to begin to start you know investigating your life you know what's going on around training what is the atmosphere Mm. and it's kind of one of these things that like a lot of the training and a lot of advice and a lot of the people we see online they're quite young and they have a lifestyle that's very optimized towards it whereas if you're a bit older or a bit more commitment or full-time job all these kind of things begin to play into this and it's like knowing when knowing when life is a bit tough and just accepting that your training is also going to be tough because you know we have limited resources to deal with things yeah i was kind of you know i've had two clients over the last couple of weeks i had a lot of clients this the last two years with corona and all this shit where it's just like things like yeah i can think of one of my sort of mainer students was uh yeah just has difficult stuff going on in her family situation at the moment i just said they were like look this is the rules in your training just you know you can go in i know you enjoy it but do half the training if you feel like on the day or if you're feeling good in the day you know do a bit more do the full plan but mm-hmm. give once again it's like give yourself permission to do less yeah you know and there is like we do have to recognize there is an enjoyment factor for a lot of people on training and there is kind of a get away from things as well yeah so you can't just say okay just tap out of all your sessions but it is that kind of thing of like oh understanding like okay what you know looking at the very simple stuff is it you know uh let me think you know is it sleep have i been sleeping enough or have i been partying a bit or just staying up late you know have i been getting up early someone's doing some building work outside my house just waking me up okay you're losing a bit of sleep you're in a sleep deficit maybe or are you eating okay? You know, these are the kind of things like hand balance training, even though we're trying to aim for efficiency, we still need to eat to fuel the training. And there can be a tendency for people to undereat. Yeah. I see this a lot in kind of hand balance where it's like, oh, the train, like it's not, it doesn't elicit the same kind of acute hormonal responses like going for a long run or doing a load of conditioning. You're like, oh my God, I'm so hungry afterwards. Mm. You know, some people get it, but some people don't. And it's like, okay, well, maybe you just need to eat a bit more maybe you haven't been eating a lot we get this a lot we had two clients on the m3 program recently where one guy who was basically my size was eating we got on the track just things that stopped working with the flexibility was wasn't developing and feeling beaten up so we're like okay let's just troubleshoot it with like the training program the other stuff we're doing and then the other training is doing outside and then we just asked them to track you know track your calories on one of these chronometer or my fitness pal or something come to track his calories he's eating 2000 calories a day at a six foot tall 183 centimeter 90 kg 200 pound guy mm. and he's eating 2000 calories a day yeah it's... which is not enough for someone who's also doing powerlifting and also doing flexibility training yeah and it's like oh then we go to increase his calories and then he's like oh i feel great and then we also have like some other one other girl who in her training plan we actually have it scheduled in that when she sort of gives us the sign is like okay this is your next couple of days to eat ice cream and have a beer 
mm. <laughs> just to chill out and eat loads of calories. And then she's like, oh, I feel amazing. Mm. And it is like, it is one of these things when like the fatigue, particularly if you've built up a fatigue loop, because we've got to remember fatigue is cumulative, yeah. that it builds yeah, up and that you can be like, oh, you think you're eating, but if you're not, it's kind of a difficult one, but if you're not really gaining weight, you can't really say you're fully recovering from training is a rule of thumb I have. It's not exact, but it's a good one. So if you're like, okay, you know, I haven't, you know, I'm maybe not trickling down, but you could just be in a small caloric deficit that will slowly mount up 100, 200 calorie deficit. And it's just like, you're not getting a chance to fully recover. So just having this thing of like, you know, I've had four sessions in a row that are terrible. Go stuff yourself. Yeah. Like literally just find an all you can eat Chinese place and just get kicked out. <laughs> get kicked out. Yeah, literally. It's, Excellent. It advice. was one of my hobbies. It was one of my hobbies. It's definitely a. So, yeah. so then now you have official advice from Emmett Lewis. Get yeah. get yourself kicked out of of a buffet uh, restaurant. Yeah, find one of the ones with the time limit, and you're not allowed to leave until they come over. And like, they do that <laughs> thing where they bring you your bill uh, to yeah. go. Like, here's your bill. Get the fuck out. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Obviously, you know, you know, get the good one as well. Get the one that has MSG in the food, not like the one that has no MSG, because you want the MSG. You want the good stuff. But uh, that kind of stuff looks in and it is kind of definitely worthwhile. And it is also like going back to say the sleeping idea that sleep debt is difficult to get out of because you you can catch up with it a bit as far as my understanding goes, but it's not really, it doesn't really work in terms of, like, oh, it's the weekend, I'll get a 10 hour sleep and then I'll be fine. It doesn't really work that way. Mm. So you do have to like, you know, force yourself to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, there's lot there's loads of these these types of things. Like I, I also like one of the big ones I notice, uh, even though this is like just on kind of a short um term kind of thing, I always notice when if I'm traveling, uh, yeah, and then like the day I arrive and the day after I'm usually quite off. And like it just yeah, I don't know why. Uh I also have the thing of like after I've had rest days, that's like a very common one for me. Yeah. So I just know that like I usually just feel more beat up. Like today, I yesterday I was I did nothing, and today like I didn't do a long session. It was maybe thirty minutes outside, and like now I feel pretty beat up more yeah. than I would if I would be in the middle of a practice week and I do way more than this. Um, but I know that okay, these these are things that I experience and exactly why, how, who cares? Uh, but like factoring them in when I think about okay, yeah, but. Because because sometimes I think um, in terms of like when the things don't work and you get kind of you, you, you get into a bad mood or like you feel negative about it. But sometimes you I think it can be useful to ask yourself, do I actually have the right to feel bad about this right now? Yeah. Like, like, was it as bad as I think it was or did I like unconsciously or even consciously put myself in a bad mood due to whatever was happening. Yeah. Because sometimes you're like, when I think about what I was doing today, oh, it wasn't too bad because I did a couple of times there yeah, that actually worked. Uh, did I do a long session? No, I didn't actually. Um, how many times did I try? Were my conditions perfect? No. It was windy. Ground was a bit. Grass, yeah. yeah, and like grass was uneven. Okay, but yeah, okay, fair enough. It, when I think about it, oh, it wasn't actually too bad. That's like, it took me so many years before I started employing that strategy. You come home from training and you're like, hmm, but I actually did that one a little bit better than in yeah. a while. The rest was kind of meh and garbage, but 
And that one was that that was at least something. So do I actually is is it justified like the feeling that you have? Because again, I think the the hormonal response and kind of the frustration and stress and like the yeah the, the reaction hmm? the reaction yeah exactly the, the reaction you get might be stronger than what is kind of uh, what is what is necessary uh, and sometimes it can be because of your own expectations you're like oh yeah but I should be better than this or like I value my like my standards are higher than this and I cannot uh, reach them today hence I hence I have no right to feel good um, yeah. And, and and these things, it, it can be like, again, we're human. So if you are in a harder mind state, you're more easily going to go there, and the other vice versa. Yeah. But it's it can be it can be a useful question to ask yourself. Like, do I have the right to beat myself up like this? Like, I remember like one uh, one client I worked with once who was just so fucking hard. Like on in that in that regard, it was every time yeah. it was just like it didn't work like the press didn't work and it was just like darkness like <laughs> it was so darkness because like worked on this for a long time and all of that but then like yeah it just takes longer it's, yeah that's just how it is like you don't actually have it yet so uh instead of like i don't remember if you had actually had actually gotten it but then the question is like, okay, let's say you got it your first time or yeah. something like that. And then you keep trying and you fail it and you're like, God damn it. I, I like, I've seen that so many times, but like, Hey, you, you just did a bunch of steps that got you there. And then you stop doing those, those, um, steps because you suddenly got a new standard in your head. I can do it. Yeah. So you're constantly trying to prove yourself that you can do the thing, but you're never walking the steps. Like you're never retracing the steps that actually brought you there. And I think this is a huge flaw very often, including myself done that a lot. Whereas like, okay, but this is what you need to focus on for usually like a long, much, much longer period of time after you actually nail the thing than you think. Yeah. Like stay, stick with like, let's just say the press, like stick with the drills and stick with the block, uh, like the box press and like the range of motion presses and press walks and stuff for another like four to six months after you get your first press and occasionally do your press more occasionally do your press boom and it's yours because you actually took the yeah. time to like really reinforce the bits and pieces that that uh, kind of um, structured the movement that you're trying to do so i think this is also a, a very good kind of thing in terms of like why isn't it working but are you actually trying to do some bullshit that you're not ready to yeah and put, did you put your standards and your kind of your your imaginary level to and and to that point, then kind of you you start judging yourself in relation to that, and do you have the right to or not? Yeah, that kind of leads nicely into the next kind of level I wanted to talk about. Is like when it doesn't work over a longer period of time, like a month or two, or a year or two, or a year or two. Yeah, this can be definitely one of these things that can happen, and it's definitely yeah, it's definitely one of those things. Like obviously, you know, if it's going on that long, you should be looking at lifestyle factors and you know what else is going on in my life. You know, have I got a new job am i sleeping obviously all those things we think is there a worldwide pandemic is there a worldwide pandemic like yeah this year like the last two years with my personal clients it's been insane the amount of injuries and other stuff we've had compared to all the years we've done and like, i reduced everyone's training volume as well 
like I instantly going into pandemic once I spotted people getting stressed, I was like, okay, training volume is going down twenty percent. Mm. And it was still it was still like a year of injuries. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and, yeah. And then it's like, but you know, obviously we're out of the pandemic now, hopefully, or getting to the end of it. Who knows? Maybe until the Corona Sigma variant comes along. That one will never go away. Sigmas <laughs> don't quit. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I think that deserves a yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Anyway, uh, yeah. So when you got this kind of like longer block of time where things are not, where things are feeling off, they're just not working. And this is one of these things where like revisiting the basics is probably the goal. So say you, you know, and this can is obviously beginners don't really encounter this a lot, but people are beginning to trend from intermediate to advanced, and advanced will encounter this. And it generally points to one, obviously, recovery and training volume and increase in training volume because a lot of people can increase their training volume quite significantly at this point because they have a lot of things they can do that are quite easy, but they're still taking out of your training. And then at the same time, it can be like, oh, you know, you're getting a a 10-second one-arm, but it's just not getting better. And it's that kind of thing of, like, revisiting the things that got you to the one-arm, but, like, it's always a spiral when you go back. When you go back to drills you've done before and then you find you find new details and new sensations and new things. So your training can have a different focus. Mm. And I always like, you know, encourage people to find like the hunt for novelty in the old. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if we're doing handbands, we're basically repeating the same set of exercises over and over again. Mm. There's not that lot of them. There's a lot of variation to them. But at the same time, once you've kind of pushed, you know, push the torch out so far and you brought light now you bring the light back and then you're able to find something new in the old and this could be like oh you know i don't know it could be like oh try and find new combinations or new aesthetic or new these could be like millimeters of tweaks in positions that you kind of make a choice on Mm. but it can kind of bring this whole like oh I didn't feel that before and now I can feel it or now I can go back and focus on this detail or iron out the creases in my training mm. and that can be quite like powerful to just have you know have blocks where you're just like oh I'm just not going to progress I'm not going to try and push I'm not going to push my strength I'm not going to push you know linear qualities or subject objective linear qualities I'm going to look for the mm. subjectivity yeah. is this kind of getting stuck in objective measurements can lead to frustration and can lead to things not working because, you know, sometimes it just takes time. Like the body, particularly with the the balance systems, they take time to learn and they need this kind of, you know, go back, you, you push the skill and then you go back and you're like, okay, I'm just not going to do the hard stuff. I'm not going to like, I'm going to accept, you know, on paper, I won't get better, but I go back and I am better. Mm. And that can be quite like, that can be quite a powerful thing as well. Just like, oh, you know, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm just going to go back, but I'm going to go back with new eyes. You know, like Neo in the Matrix in the third one, where he uses <laughs> new eyes. Bam. Yeah, but like, I, yeah, I think I think it's very, um, very useful to, to have that sort of um, perspective. Um, but, or like, one, one thing, I, if anyone here is like listening and is just like really annoyed or at this moment, or this is, fuck, this is like, they've, they can recognize themselves in a lot of stuff we say, well, take a fucking week off, just don't do anything, and then just start retracing the steps from yeah. the bottom up. Uh, so 
like take like resist the urge of doing a bunch of shit and resist the urge of I oh, just one more I wanted to try this just resist it entirely and then when you come back after a week just start the about start the basic stuff that like whatever your basics are and rework yourself into it and know that yeah it's probably going to take a few days before you feel great uh, if, if if you might if you're injured or like you just feel you need even more distance from it yeah take two weeks take three weeks whatever it might be but just when you come back uh basically restart at like a kind of a simple yeah. level for yourself and then slowly but surely kind of progress up through the things and just see okay do i feel any differences and like on and also very important like whenever you do that kind of thing and take some time off don't judge yourself on the first day or even the first couple <laughs> of days give you give yourself like a little bit of time yeah and you usually see that you'll you'll end up better than where you were and uh but it's a classic you come back oh i'm so bad and like yeah uh, me too like i feel terrible after yeah. first day but okay well this, that's just how my body responds and then just accept that's that yeah. that's how it is one of the ways i do this with people not super often but it works quite nicely is they take a week off or two weeks off you know it could be a holiday it could be something else so their first week back will be three training programs ago they'll just do that program the next week back and the second week back will be two training programs ago. Then the third week back will be their old training program. Mm -hmm. So it gives you a chance of like working on stuff you've worked on before that you should feel quite confident with, without a high expectation. Mm -hmm. Do that, that kind of serves like you can think of, we can think of warm ups as like, obviously there's a warm up before we work and before we get into things. But then there's also can be a warm up back into the skill zone. And you can yeah. think about this like in you know professional sports. Like they'll have their off season and their off season training, and then they have their pre season training, which is basically the warm up for the season where they refresh their skills. Mm. And we can apply this concept to hand balance, where it's like, okay, I have my on season, and then I have you know I, I've reached the end of it. You know I've, things you know I should have stopped it two months ago, but things go. Then you take your off season for two, one, two, three weeks, whatever, and then you do your off season training end of off-season training which is your old training and then you do your pre-season training which is just before it and then you go in and then you start back at what you were working on mm. and that's quite like a nice way to feel you know basically warm yourself up into it over a longer period of time i remember like one of my friends in circus school julian he used to say uh, that like when he came in and he trained on monday he said yeah it's the warm-up for the week he said yeah um and it's kind of true like you sometimes just need that kind of grooving of of the of the movements and just like i think it can be a useful and kind of um how to say a comfortable and relaxing kind of attitude to have to it too because it means you don't have to have high expectations to each each session uh, again like relating back to that point of like you don't need to come in and pb every time yeah um, because most of the time you need to come in and do the work and then you go home you have to apply your grind set yes <laughs> Oh man, the Sigma grind set memes are gonna stop. I <laughs> promise, but not. But still, uh, yeah, you you are now officially uh, like a hustle culture god, Emmett. I know my business marketing, Instagram, Twitter, business plan course is coming soon. Yeah, like yeah. Snapchat fucking thing. DM me from a private Snapchat. Oh God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so where was I? Before I was going into grindcore. Yeah, so this kind of. Yeah, it's always this kind of thing we get attached to our level, which I suppose causes a lot of frustration. And just accepting your level changes, that kind of thing. Yeah, accepting that, fluctuation, I think, is 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 a huge one. 
yeah. uh, because it's uh, and I'm, I'm I'm sure most of you that listen that are nerdy enough to listen to this many podcasts by us uh, know this by now. But uh, in case you don't, like everyone experiences the same kind of frustration, regardless of how good you are. I assume, at least up to my level, I've experienced frustrations uh, every single week. And uh, I assume it's going to continue that way. And yeah. um, I, I always wonder, though, about like, you know, obviously, I all the Russian, Chinese and Ukrainian mega beasts. Yeah. Do they get frustrated? Yeah. That's what I wonder. I, I think some people, I mean, like now if I relate back to like some people that I've seen just be incredible monsters at other things at hand balancing that just have a very casual attitude to it because they've always been like pretty good at it or just had like a knack from young age or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that just doesn't seem to be as, as kind of emotionally affected. I remember like one guy, like a B-boy that I used to train with, which is like he just got better than everyone so fast. And he was just like... He was just a total prodigy, and he just seemed like he always had such a chill attitude to what he was doing. I was always wondering, like, whether or not that chill attitude was also like why he got that goddamn good, because he just like didn't take. I mean, sometimes, of course, he would take it personally too, but it was much more rare, kind of, and he would just seem much more chill about um, like the the difficulties that he he might ex- uh, might encounter than many others, and it just seemed like. Yeah, that that kind of was was a huge strength he had of not being as affected by it. But then again, like I, I think there is there is something to to being affected too. Because if fucking hell, if you care about it, then you're you're like yeah. care, caring is good in a sense too. Because just like being completely flaccid about about it doesn't doesn't do anything. You like the fact that you have some passion and some rage and some all of this is just it's just like it's an expression of of like deeply caring about what you do and i think that there is there is there is something great about that too as long as you just don't like destroy yourself over like oh no i couldn't do the thing um so um yeah being able to balance out those forces i guess is yeah. is, is is a lot of what it what it is about that like you you can have this deep investment and this great kind of yeah. um, uh, even ambition within it, but that like you you don't kind of soul crush yourself every time it doesn't work because then you're just gonna end up soul crushing yourself every week. Yeah, I think it's it's that kind of thing that like a passion is cultivated over a period of time. Mm. You don't start like you can start out interested about something. But I really don't think like a passion develops until you've invested a lot of yourself, yeah, both physically exactly. and mentally, yeah. into something. Yeah, and that's why, like, I think frustration is just so prevalent mm. in you know in niche skill based activities. Yeah, I can you know I know this definitely happens in the juggling world, mm. definitely in the amateur side of juggling worlds, and more so with the the higher caliber people. Mm. And then I also know it, you know, I assume it happens. I've seen it happening in climbing halls. And other places, so I assume it's the same around the world. I assume it's the same in music. I assume it's the same. The other thing is just like, if you, yeah, if you're not having an emotional gut response to your training at certain points, you know, it's probably like it's probably a good thing in some ways. But then it's also just like you have to accept it will come at some stage. Yeah, like at least if it does, like there's nothing wrong with you. And uh, like I remember, like many years ago, I had this discussion with a friend about this um, 
about whether or not you should uh, not maybe should but like the uh, like it was about like the concept of um deeply kind of com- like that kind of deep commitment am i what i do that was essentially like the kind of the yeah. the base of the discussion and the the kind of um how can i say the fear or the um the hardships that comes with this this deep commitment because it hurts a lot when you suck and so on uh, and um and I was I've been thinking about that discussion several times because she was she was like quite into the thing that like yeah I I she didn't feel like kind of um being too attached to to um what she was doing and which is totally fair enough I have absolutely yeah. no problem with her opinion on that but to me like uh it's always felt a little bit the opposite that like I mean okay yes I am probably a quite obsessive personality in general <laughs> which is why like i i'm probably ap- attracted to the things that i uh, ended up you know, spending a lot of time on he's saying this while he's folding a two meter square of it's paper. actually one meter i wish this was two meter fucking hell it is going to be extremely small when i'm gonna fold the teeth you have to be incredibly invested just to have like space in your house <laughs> yeah that's willing the thing, to shove right? stuff aside it, it, for it two meters rough square. On, on, on two meters uh, I'm actually kind of starting to worry whether or not I'll be able to finish this model or not, which is very rare. Um, it's been a while since I've been worried about being able to finish. Um, we shall see in the next episode of something, or in five episodes probably. Yeah, it's beginning uh, to look more dragon-like. I know it's yeah, a dinosaur, but like it's, it's got a, wings at the it's moment. It's a complete zigzag. Yeah, the, the, what looks like wings are going to be the feet, and the legs. This is going to oh, be the I leg. Thought the ribs. This is going to be the tail. These are the ribs. So this is one uh, set of ribs. That is, this is one set of ribs. This is one set of ribs. Maybe this isn't ribs. No, this is arms and something else. It's going to be yeah, another, it's got a little short arms because it's a T-Rex. Exactly. How does a T-Rex scratch its nose? I don't know. <laughs> I think we need to answer that question. If we have any paleontologists listen to us. Probably just like smash it against a giant tree. and Just, just pick up, up one of those spiky dinosaurs and like rub yeah. against it. <laughs> uh, anyway, I suppose that is the end of our podcast for this evening yeah there's more or less yeah. uh, I think there's several things that is um, has been said about the topic yeah. but yeah when it doesn't work like don't don't beat yourself up too much please um, yeah. been there done that usually doesn't lead to many places if you are one of the one of the people that need to learn the experience for yourself please beat yourself up over a number of years then learn from it um, <laughs> yeah sometimes we have to learn the hard way yeah that's fine I did yeah I think a lot of people have who are listening. Yes. Uh, other than that, yeah, we've been the Handstand Cast, and we will catch you next week. Cheers. The Handstand Cast is brought to you by Handstand Factory and is produced by Motion Impulse. Thanks for tuning in. You can find a full transcript of each episode, along with the show notes and any relevant references on handstandfactory.com/podcast. Thanks to Isaac for editing and Jordan for transcriptions. Music by Daniel Horworth. If you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com or consider starting one of our Handstand Factory online programs. Links are in the show notes.